Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we got a juicy one to talk about today. <laughs> oh, yes. Sex and religion. Mm. I know that you guys got a lot mm. to say about it oh, in particular. Oh, so much. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try our best not to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably no promises. We're going to. <laughs> probably we're unlikely. Going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, this is a touchy subject uh, yeah. as somebody who has uh, struggled with this a lot over the years yeah. and has informed a lot of my sexuality and experiences. Uh, I get it. So if you're sitting there and it's making you uncomfortable, you don't have to listen. But also it might be good to, you know, I think you should listen. Hear some different perspectives. I think Absolutely. you should listen. I, I can say, you know, um, the stuff that we're going to talk about, some of the things that will be brought up really helped me when I was younger Mm -hmm. because I've also struggled with this. Believe it or not, there was a time where even I, you know, would think about that kind of thing. Wow. Um, Like, oh my gosh, is, is sex before marriage bad is, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I remember as a kid, I even, um, I told my parents that I, like I was really little, um, that I was going to wait until marriage, you know, that, that, was, that was for my husband. You? Yeah. That was for Old my husband. Old Town? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. Um, be, I mean, I was raised in all religious schools. Um, so that was being oh, ingrained yeah. in me too. Half my family's Catholic, half's Christian. Um, and then it was actually funny. I think my, my stepmom at the time was like, you know, none of my, my, my friends waited. You might be surprised. You know, it's, a, it's kind of okay to change your mind if that wow. happens. But yeah, it was like my stepmom was the first person to like say something and i was like um i'm going to wait and you shouldn't be allowed to wear white on your wedding day because you're not a virgin okay that's what like eight-year-old delaney was thinking or maybe 10 oh my god but yeah so i think everybody's kind of maybe been there in their head at some point yeah i haven't but <laughs> yeah. i am yeah. interested to hear yeah i mean what you guys 10. have to say i used to have a yeah. joke about this uh that like when i was a kid they made sex sex sounded like a horror movie like it just sounded like a horrifying act of pain and embarrassment so of course i was like yeah no i'll put that off as long as possible oh wow Uh, for sure let's wait until we're married when i'm old (laughs) i'll have sex when i'm a hundred so i i get like little kids being like sure i'll do that but yeah as you get older and you start start getting tingly feeling feelings yeah so you were just like like set like from the get-go like I want that one day and that's all good. And that's like, yeah, I mean, I just, I did not grow up religious. Um, my, my dad, after my parents got divorced, he married a woman who was Catholic. And so I did have to go to Catholic church, um, over the years, but my mom would tell me before I went in there, don't listen to anything they say, (laughs) cover your ears with your hands, like, which is also not a very healthy environment (laughs) to be going back and forth between. But, um, yeah, I mean, my mom was always like, you're, you are not Catholic. Like, I don't like that they're even having you go there. But, you know, divorce stuff with kids is so complicated and like what your rights are as a parent. So um, if anything, I was told, like, do not be religious, like do not follow right. what they're saying. And that just wasn't a thing that was talked about with me. I didn't even I don't think I knew that people 
saved themselves until marriage until much later in life i hadn't even heard of that oh, whoa wow. that's so you know it's so interesting you guys are at total different ends of the spectrum and i feel like i'm kind of in the middle i think it's gonna be yes. a very interesting discussion that yeah we're about to dig into or this for me it was like people don't wait oh that's so funny i didn't know whoa. that people waited at all i just right over my head had no idea i was also the girl who scheduled the loss of my virginity you know with, with my mom i was just like hey can you go to the movies this saturday adam and i are trying to you know make this happen so and i was 17 you know definitely not married and uh yeah so That's that that so was my background yeah i was aware of both i was aware of both like i was aware of both choices mm. um from my parents and other stuff and they were supportive of either kind of like they you could tell that they wanted me to wait as long as possible but it wasn't the end of the world if i didn't right so kind of that less of a matter of your soul yeah in heaven for eternity more like my emotional state yes more like we don't want our 12 year old having sex (laughs) right like i think most parents are like we want you to wait as long as possible just so we don't have to worry about it right you know yeah yeah i think for me my my mom i think was worried about me getting my heart broken mm-hmm. and then my dad just was like ugh, ugh, you know <laughs> you have no holes <laughs> you are a holeless child <laughs> yeah pretty much oh my god you have you no holes. my daughter the nub <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so weird about abstinence especially in my house because my parents were so my dad especially was so open about sex but all of it was don't have it oh. but then they were like really open about the fact that like hey we're having sex and it's great because like my dad and my stepmom were newlyweds when i was oh. hmm, 10 9 when i was nine so for wow. them they were like pretty open about the fact that like we need you to go to your grandparents for a week in the summer so that we can actually have sex you know like wow but, yeah oh, so that was super never... a weird oversharing but also like repressive yeah you can only you can only have sex in this context because in this context it's amazing and it's amazing because we waited oh, until marriage wow, wow. wait so your dad and stepmom did not have sex until they got married no they also got married 10 months after they met and were long distance. So still though, mm. jeez, I know. And that's the thing I, I you know, when I was younger, I was like, um, but, it's not that impressive. You didn't wait that long. And he was like, well, we had plenty of opportunities. Like we're grown ups, And I'm like, okay, like that's fair. It's a hard 10 months. That's like an eternity to me. That's, but they met like, that's from when they met to their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they but, really only waited like six. So, <laughs> but she, she wasn't a virgin, right? Like she had no, sex with other she people had, she or had married, been married or, okay. and divorced. And then I've, I, I think she waited before she got married the first time too. Um, is what she said. I don't know if that's, oh, I don't man. know. I don't think it was for religious reasons. Though. I think she just, i don't i'm not really totally sure to be honest but she she wasn't like like that as an adult obviously when they got married she was like in her early 40s yeah and it was more just like my dad being like look we need to do this because these are my beliefs and i it'll change our relationship and i won't respect you if we have sex oh Oh, god i i'm not gonna say anything so that's how i was raised that makes me so mad yeah yeah hate the idea of that yeah that's so oppressive and so like fucked up and like uh, yeah those old shitty stereotypes of women Uh, that like uh, yeah if you have multiple you know sexual partners in your life or whatever that you're a whore if a guy does it it's like good for you 
To be fair to my parents, I will say this. They were like, it's equally bad for both genders. They were like, yeah. I won't, yeah. you won't respect me. You won't trust me either. He he meant it like about him too. Mm-hmm. So I, I do appreciate that he wasn't just like women or whores. He was like, yeah, no, we're yeah. whores too. Like, <laughs> yeah. He also was like, everybody should be, should <sighs> be waiting. And, um, I mean, again, I'm, I, I, it took years to untangle myself from all of that. And let me tell you something. If you guys are waiting until marriage to have sex, good on you. I think that's, some people do it and it's great. And they, again, my dad and myself, like they love that they did that together. Like Mm. for some people, it's just, it's a personal choice. Yeah. So if you're doing it, we're not saying like you're backwards or you're shitty. It's just that for most people, it's just not super realistic. It's the reason abstinence only education doesn't work yeah because if you're not giving people the tools or if you're not giving teenagers not even people yet the tools <laughs> right. to uh prevent like pregnancy and stds like it's there's no it, people just aren't going to be able to control themselves especially at like super hormonal ages like mm-hmm. it's just not realistic and i mean i've even had talks with my dad now where i'm just like dad like it if you wanted me to wait until i was 27 to get married which is another thing he said i was like there's no way i was gonna be able to wait yeah and he was like yeah like yeah yeah, that's a long time right and people do it people totally do it that's the thing it's like it depends on the individuals if two people are in a relationship and they make that decision together and they both are into it great yeah whether you're waiting or not but it's when one feels like they are a bad person if they don't. Yes. Or they, you know, they think they're evil. They think there's something wrong with them that maybe their partner wants to wait and they don't. That's when things get messy. Yes. You know? Yes. And the hard, the hard thing for me, especially was that all that stuff was so deeply ingrained in me that for a long time, I was the person who like would judge. I didn't care if my friends slept with people but if i was with a partner who had slept with what i considered too many people right i would judge them and i would feel like oh this person's gonna cheat on me because that's what they told me in church they were like if Mm. your partner has sex with you before they marry you they're the type of person that has no self-control they're gonna cheat on you so i had to i think that's why i'm so terrified of being cheated on because i'm just like well if they had sex with me before being married then they'll just do it with whoever because they're just going to do whatever they feel in their heart and this stuff is being ingrained in you at such a young age that this takes years and years and years to undo Mm -hmm. oh by the time you're an adult there's so much anxiety around all of this that you don't even know what your own thoughts are what the what the church's thoughts are what you actually believe you have to like sift through all of that now i can't even imagine what it's like navigating that yeah it must be very hard that's the foundation that your home is built on like right. your home of your mind all of that is down in the cement below the house like if totally. you want to get that out yeah. you have to do some fucking bring in a wrecking ball yeah. and get all the. it's like that's a lot yeah yeah, yeah. like rebuild yeah, yeah. even yeah. now like i'm i'm pretty like i think i'm pretty much past most of it but like me not knowing how many people Kyle's been with is such a huge step. You, wait, you don't know? You don't I have know? no idea. I have no idea. I've never asked. Oh, wow. Wait, I, really? Yeah, because I've asked partners in the past and it's always fucked with me. And even now, I don't think it would fuck with me now if I knew. Yeah. But I just don't even want to, I don't even want to oh. give it power. Like, oh. you know, and he's never offered up the information because like, why would you if someone wasn't asking? Yeah. He's never I asked guess. you? Uh, well, I told him cause it's so few. 
I told him when oh. we were dating early on, which, and I took a little while to tell him because I was like a little embarrassed and I didn't want him to get freaked out. Um, and like, huh. yeah, he, I just never asked him. He yeah. didn't tell me. And I was like, I don't really, I don't really need to know. And that is like, that's huge progress for me because wow. I used to wonder, I used to need to know. And then I would hate myself for wanting to know because when I found out it would mess with me and it would make mm. me feel insecure. And now to not even care is like, wow. wow. Okay, Man. cool. I like knowing just pure curiosity. I'm right. just so yeah. curious. Like, huh? You know? I'm oh yeah. Like, just, yeah. I think Cam and I hashed that out within the first few weeks. Did we forget our quotable? We haven't done a quotable yet. We got, <laughs> we got so excited about talking to this. Oh, we just dude, got I right can't in. wait. To the, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, we do have a couple great quotables. Um, we have one that says, the only people that get upset when you set boundaries are those who benefited from you having none. Ooh. Oh, boy. I sure do like that. From a helpster? Um, I don't think yeah. this one. Is it from a helpster? I think it's from a helpster. Oh, in our okay. Yeah. Post in the Facebook group, people. Thank your you, quote, guys. Your quote could be on Yes. and yes. one that i really love i feel like it's been attributed to several people but um so i'm, I'm not giving anybody credit therefore um <laughs> uh, they don't make statues of critics people oh, that's nice they don't make Be statues a statue not a hater critics oh yeah love i that. feel like that is coming up so much in uh, my creative consulting right now everybody has this fear of you know rejection and people not liking their stuff mm -hmm. and all that and, you know, people, you know, saying negative things about their work. And I'm like, dude, just yeah. remember, they ain't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got that Monsters Hall of Fame from the yeah. artist's way. Like the people that just originally shamed you in your life. And it's crazy how that, how deep that damage goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should, we, should we kick this off? I know. I feel like we already real? kicked it. Let's For kick real. it even Ooh. harder. I have some um, some statistics about all of this because I do think it's fascinating even just talking within our group of three yeah. about the different perspectives on it. How like I had, it just was not even in my world. And for you guys, yeah. it was actually a very defining part mm -hmm. um, of sex for you. So um, there was a, a study taken where people were asked who agrees with a statement choosing not to have sex outside of marriage is healthy. So by age group, 59% of the elder generation agreed with that. 53% uh, of boomers, 49% of Gen Xers and 43% of millennials. So uh, it's, it goes down, mm -hmm. you know, by age group. Practicing Christians, 72% uh, are almost twice as likely as adults of no faith, 38%, to agree with that statement. And women are more likely than men to hold this view, like 56% oh, yeah. versus mm -hmm. 43%. That makes sense because, like you said, it's those shitty stereotypes about women. Mm -hmm. More often than not, it's like women need to be saving their purest yes. flower of snow right. yeah um and we should probably preface uh we, we're going to be discussing probably a lot of christianity in this episode but um obviously that's just because what we were kind of yeah uh, grew up around catholicism christianity um but there are religions that don't think premarital sex is a sin and stuff like that so we're just kind of honing in on this one thing because we have personal experiences but you know you look at buddhism and stuff like that that's a different story. They just feel like, you know, if, if the people love each other, it's it's moral. And, you know, for the most part, that's like their general belief. So we're, we're not trying to lump all of religion into this episode. Right. Yes. To, yes. Um, and if we don't talk about your religion and you're like, my religion says that too. We're, again, we, none of us have experience with Islam or anything. So we don't want to, you know, try to 
talk right. talk to speak out of to turn, things yeah. that we don't know about right, right. um yeah because that's how you get in trouble yeah um <laughs> another uh poll was taken where americans were asked why do you have sex Practicing Christians, uh, 56%, are more than twice as likely as those with no religion to say the purpose of sex is to unite a man and woman in marriage. Uh, 41% of millennials say the purpose of sex is self-expression and personal fulfillment. Only 41. Wow. Yeah. And 69% of women say the purpose of sex is to express intimacy. But a smaller majority of men, uh, 57%, believe the same thing. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense that women feel that way just because our own brain is like it's what's the what's the chemical that's released in our brain when we have serotonin oh dopamine oh probably i thought it was something else it was something that like bonds us i can even keep reading a few statistics when you look up so um here are some brief conclusions about sex religion and marriage from several different psychological studies uh, that were conducted between 1988 and 2006 so sexual satisfaction is positively associated with marital quality and duration uh, both religion and spirituality tend to become increasingly important to americans as they age uh, i would agree with that mm-hmm. i feel like i see that with um some of like my family members as they're getting older totally. kind of leaning more into some spirituality um sexual behavior suggests that religion can shape sexual attitudes and behavior even after marriage totally uh, yeah yeah for sure so much like it's so wild to me to read these statistics because, again, it's just I coming from a very different place. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting to learn all yeah. this. Okay. So it's it's oxytocin. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, released in large quantities during sex, breastfeeding, and childbirth. Uh, yeah. So that's but the, that might be in men, too. Who knows? I, I've heard that it's... That's the stuff that makes you love your baby, right? Yeah. Makes you love right. your baby, makes you love your partner, <laughs> uh, makes you, like, commit. It's, like, that makes cuddle hormone baby. is what they call it, which... Interesting. I've certainly... That's why I've stayed in bad relationships, because I'm like, but I'm in love with them. No, you just smell their skin. Huh. Uh, that's all. I think that's... There's some science that... Also, I had a dream mm. I was breastfeeding the other night. It's oh. getting bad. Oh, yes. my Lord. God. Who Hitler. dreams of that? <laughs> She calls it a dream. I'd call it a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one hundred percent. It's so the the hormone thing, right? I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like maybe I had that with my first relationship or Mm -hmm. experience, but I don't. I didn't feel that way going forward with a lot of people. I I I was able to kind of I don't know I don't know if that's good. I was just kind of. I was able to disconnect from that. Like this is, I'm going to have sex with this person, but I don't actually want to date them or. You're better at that than most women know. Yeah. Be around them sounds harsh, but testosterone. Yeah. 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 Which I've always like admired in you. I'm like, I think that's pretty cool that, (laughs) you know, you've been able to enjoy sex in a way that does not go beyond that really. And you're just like, this is what I like doing with this specific person. And like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. You're like a oh. dude who couldn't have a female orgasm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have the best of both worlds. Yeah. I get I, I guess for me it's like I feel like there's there's always been a two different categories of, of people for me. I mean maybe this makes me sound like a total asshole. But there's people that I, in the past I'm like, I would I wouldn't mind sleeping with that person. Yeah. And then there's people like, oh, I would like to i wouldn't mind dating that person mm. and f- mm-hmm. and sometimes they match up and you know so like obviously the people i date i also w- want to sleep with stuff, yeah but um yeah i feel like i i it's immediate it's immediate it's I'm like i'm not even 
not remotely interested in maybe dating this person for real See, before I even I feel like do that's anything. A traditionally male, you know. Like yeah. If we're yeah. getting into stereotypes, yeah, I mean, that's right. what most people consider to be the male perspective right. on sex, right. which is to do with a lot of different things other than gender, of course, like just societal stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Because for me, because of how I was raised, uh, I I see sex and love like so intertwined, intertwined. Mm. in a way that I don't really like about myself because mm. I don't think that's, I don't think it's the case. Like as I've gotten older, I think a lot of people realize that as they get older. Yeah, like, definitely. Oh, you can have one and not the other. It's not, you know, definitely. it's not necessarily, you know, the same thing. I do think um, it's it's got to have to do with, with my religious background just yeah. because I think like, oh, that's where you do that. Have you guys heard, mm. have we talked about the triangular theory of love? No. I don't know. On the podcast? I, I was going to say, we're going to do an episode on open relationships soon, you guys, like very soon, and I'm so excited about it. Um, but I was going to talk about it on there, but this is actually f- maybe fits better here. So um, Robert Sternberg, who uh, is this professor psychologist, he came up with the triangular theory of love, which is that you need like three major components to have consummate love. So there has to be passion, intimacy, and commitment. So intimacy yeah. being that emotional connection. So D- Delaney, when you're saying you met a guy and been like, oh, like I like talking to them, I connect with them, but I don't really want to have sex with them. So yeah. like, the the intimacy part of that, that component, and then passion, which is more of that primal like sexual attraction, okay. and then commitment. Oh. So wanting to actually be invested in that person. Yeah. So if you have all three, that's what they call consummate love. Whereas if you have... Yeah. Um, intimacy and commitment that's like companionate love where it's more like you know you're kind of you connect with them but you don't necessarily have that primal thing if you have uh, the passion and commitment that's fatuous love where you're not connecting with that person on an emotional level but you're like I'm committed to like fucking this person basically like I'm like it's an ongoing thing like uh, maybe like a fuck buddy situation or something like that but um and then if you have intimacy and passion, that's romantic love. But if you don't have commitment with that, that's just like maybe you're super into somebody, but you're having trouble. Either you're having trouble committing to them or vice versa, but there's you know, yeah. a, a connection there for sure. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. So that makes sense for me then because some like like some people would only check one or two of those boxes for me. Right. And then I was totally I mean to the point, like when I was in therapy about this, and my mom's like, "You go through a lot of dudes. You should get into therapy." Oh, I'm like, "It's really this is how people date now." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but I was, I mean, like my therapist would ask me, like, "Do you really feel okay, like, wh- if you're not going to like see this person very much or whatever?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't even give it a second thought the next day. Is that wow. bad?" Like I, I, especially like I mean, when I was doing stand up and I was traveling quite a bit, it's like if I was somewhere for a weekend, it was just going to be that weekend. I, yeah. you know. And back home, it would be done. Like I wouldn't, I, so I'm like, well, is that bad that I'm that disconnected? But maybe it's just because I, they don't meet all my categories. So, you know, right away, I know right away. So I'm not even thinking of like, oh, if this happens this weekend, maybe this will lead to something. I'm not, my mind isn't even going there. It's really compartmentalizing this. Like, this is just going to be a fun weekend. And then I'm going back to my life Monday, Yeah, you know? So Mm. yeah that, i don't know that, this makes me feel better this is the picture <laughs> of least. it if you guys want to yeah, google it we, we can probably put it on our um, self-helpless instagram as well because i i just think this is a an image that is really helpful for people to see 
put in front of them and the idea that if you are missing one of these things with um, a partner or person in your life, then that triangle kind of becomes lopsided. So it's that idea that you're trying to balance the sides equally. I like that. You can figure out we can figure out like which one of your buckets needs some extra attention or something. Yes. You know? I like that. Yes. I like visual. And you can just have just one with a person as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be a right. combination of two or three. You could just be like, wow, like that person is so hot, but like, I don't really want to talk to them. Yeah. And I like never really want to see them again type mm-hmm. of a thing. Right. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> Which that sounds like, <laughs> sounds like you've been there before, you know? Um, and then, you know, if it's just intimacy, then that's basically just, a friendship kind of or maybe not even maybe that's just like oh i that person's cool that could be not even be a sexual thing at all it could just be like oh i just met a girl that seemed like they'd be a good person to be friends with but yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's um, it's kind of something uh for everybody on that triangle i think i like it yes now let's get these Jesus okay facts. you guys let me preface it really quick so for those of you who may maybe just tun- tuning into the show for the first time or who haven't heard i was a religious studies major in college so i studied the religions of the world pretty much all four years and um i ended up writing a senior honors thesis about the historical jesus not jesus as a deity or philosopher or whatever Whatever, just getting down to the nitty gritty, just historical facts. What who kind this of guy evidence? Was. Who is this dude? What what do the records say? What do the yeah. facts say that you know that from historians in that time? And I I want to let you know that when I wrote this, I use sources from people who are Christians, and I also use sources from people who are not Christians. So my thesis is a mix of people who believe that Jesus was the son of God and people who believe that Jesus was just a good dude, uh, just a nice man. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you that these, these facts that, you know, these historical things I'm going to talk about are, are agreed on by both parties. Okay. So let me just, I, I'm, I don't want to offend anybody, yes. but like, this is just, there's no argument here. Uh, <laughs> that probably wasn't the best thing to say. <laughs> Don't even try to argue with me. I'm right. Um, okay. There are no surviving documents that Jesus wrote personally himself. Okay. Really? There are no surviving. Let me say it again. There are no surviving documents that Jesus wrote personally. Okay. So think about a religion being started after you walked the earth. Yeah. And you don't even have direct writing to influence that religion. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm just putting it out yeah. there, people. That um, is fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, this is how I think about religion in a way is let's say we start, we start this podcast and let's say a fan of the podcast starts their f- own Facebook group, right? And they call it, I don't know, Helpstertopia or something, right? And they start, <laughs> they start maybe incorporating some of the things that we've said, but maybe they change some stuff. And now Helpstertopia is its own thing Mm. that is not related to this show anymore. Separate from us. Separate from us. It takes on a totally different, any, anyway, if you can think of it like that, that we're no longer directly influencing Helpstertopia. Is this making sense? Somebody doesn't start Helpstertopia. I'm just saying, you know, this is just stuff to to keep in mind if you are struggling 
with religion and sex and how you feel about everything. And I, I grew up with people, friends who lost their virginity that sobbed because they felt like they were a bad person going to hell. Mm. They thought they were evil. Yeah. I mean, I just want to help people who are struggling with this. Um, the gospels were not written until about 30 years after Jesus died. Okay. The gospels were not written <laughs> until about 30 years after Jesus died. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically what history might suggest is that his, the eyewitnesses were reaching death and they had to get some stuff on paper. Mm -hmm. So 30 years went by with no written documents of, of those sorts. Mm -hmm. So maybe there was some verbal stuff happening, some stories and stuff like that. And now we're relying on old folks for their story. <laughs> uh, that's correct, Kelsey. <laughs> um, that like, correct. What did he say about sex? <laughs> Do you say not to have it? Oh, mm, I'm mm. tired. Okay. Um, so Josephus was the historian of Jesus's time. So if you think of like, I don't know, somebody in today that might be a respected, I don't know, journalist. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. He was the Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So, so, um, so Joe Rogan talks about all the hot shit, right, Taylor? Yep. He talks about the latest and the greatest and the most important and mm -hmm. all the great stuff. Okay. Joe Rogan cephalus. That is right. That's this guy, right? <laughs> So Josephus, um, <laughs> he wrote one. He wrote one paragraph, one paragraph, one time about Jesus of Nazareth. One paragraph at one time. So um, that usually indicates that not a whole lot was going on with that guy. Like mm -hmm. maybe the miracles and stuff like that people are suggesting were maybe elaborated on later on, or maybe they, you know, could have meant several different things. Sure. Mm -hmm. A little game of telephone. A little game of yeah. telephone, perhaps. Um, or, you know, it's it's like maybe maybe somebody gets a write-up in their local newspaper, and, yeah. uh, you know, mm -hmm. it was a nice thing that happened. But, uh, you know, but, but it's on yeah. a greater scale. Anyway, I might be digging myself a hole. But let's keep going. I'm very <laughs> interested in all of this. Yeah. Okay. Um, the ex okay that's i mean is that common knowledge the exact day and year of jesus's birth is unknown i think so okay yeah. and the the gospels of mark and john don't even contain birth stories about jesus is oh, that i don't, I I don't know that. i'm not looking at you because you're the yeah you grew up i mean hey shit. just because i grew yeah. up that way i'm less likely to have read the whole bible i feel yeah. like because oh, i grew up in it i'm like i probably get oh, it all by really? now oh, that's actually an interesting point yeah i, I never like sat agree. down and read it cover to cover and they would tell me i should really yeah in middle school everybody would like there were always a couple kids a couple hermione's in there who would do it and yeah. then you were like all right well i guess you win but none of us wanted to do it have like, you ever read a historical um book of any kind about what was happening at the time of jesus not really no because i was too scared to not be a christian oh interesting yeah so you kind of like avoid anything that would challenge your ideas and one of those things you avoid is the whole bible this this is my i shouldn't speak for everybody but for me i was like i don't want to read the whole bible because i want to read something that makes me go what the fuck oh. and then not be able to believe this anymore and lose my whole family so i went from like oh, i'm not gonna look that anything in the eye pressure yeah Holy i'm like don't shit. look anything in the eye and then i was like okay maybe i need to do some research and then like i did a little research and i was like uh oh and then i stopped and then i was like i'm just not gonna think about it for a few years and now i'm here where i'm like it could be anything baby <laughs> Wow. wow that's wow, a wow. lot and i want to say i like jesus i would not have written 70 pages on this guy if i wasn't curious and yeah. thought he like 
he contributed a lot of great things. I'm not saying like, don't believe anything Jesus says. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying let's let's kind of put it in a package here where we're looking at this objectively and we're questioning where these yeah. things are coming from. Yeah. Okay, you guys ready for this? Yeah. I may I think I shared this on the Patreon at some point, but it's a little bit more in depth since we're talking about sex and religion. The word virgin had several meanings during the time of Jesus. It referred to an unmarried boy or girl, a wife or husband who had only been married once, a girl that had not yet hit puberty or menstruation, and a woman who was infertile. So since Mary was a minor, it was very likely that she was able to conceive upon her first ovulation without previously experiencing menstruation. So in this respect, one could be considered a virgin even even after multiple uh, or birthing multiple children. Somebody could be the virgin mother Whoa. of many children. Um, yeah. So the title of Virgin Mary attributed to Jesus's mother does not seem so far fetched. So basically, you can conceive before your first period. You can. Yes. So if somebody, I didn't know that. If somebody, let's say, you know, back in the day, they started at thirteen, fourteen. You're having sex. You're trying to have children. Um, yeah, you can just keep popping kids out without having a period. Oh, wow. And I mean, birth control is not a thing yet. Uh, you know, yeah. so the 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 word virgin is so loaded in yeah. our society today. But if you look back a little bit, uh, it, was, it was a totally different meaning. Yeah. So call, wow. somebody, somebody calling, oh, Virgin Mary. Oh, there's Virgin Rebecca over there. There's Virgin <laughs> David, you know. So oh, yeah. um, just, you know. Something to keep in mind. You know what's so uh, funny is like watching Delaney get so fired up. Like, you know, you see the people standing on like milk crates in Vegas, like screaming their religious <laughs> beliefs. And I just want Delaney to set up shop just right across the sidewalk from him and just start shouting all that this shit so you've funny. been shouting. Oh my god! You guys send us a megaphone to uh, the self helpless PO box. Yeah, um, yeah, that virgin stuff is what really got me when you told me that. I was yeah. like, oh wow, because I mean, I feel like so many people read the Bible still as if it's it was written two two weeks ago right and it's like we got to put everything in context absolutely you know yeah absolutely next jesus was jewish you guys his scripture was the jewish bible the torah okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) he believed in that he spoke to jewish people wow Uh, his early followers were jewish (laughs) the authors of the new testament with maybe some exception to some of the luke stuff Jewish. You guessed it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He wanted to reform Judaism. He did not plan. Historically, he did not plan. It was not his intent to start Christianity. Uh, He wanted to reform the dietary limitations and purity rituals that were happening in Judaism. Mm. He wanted to focus more on the purity of the spirit and being compassionate and kind to people and not about how you eat your food or if you touch something, you're, you know, Mm. whatever. So, wow. But he said he was was the son of God. No, he never said that. He never said that. Mm -mm. (gasps) Mm -mm. I feel like I've heard that before and I'm like, is that real? Mm -mm. And I, you know, maybe this should be a segment. Maybe next time I'll do something. (laughs) I, I didn't even get into the Son of God stuff yet because I wanted he never to, said that. I wanted to kind of put it into the the package of sex and religion. Yeah. He says my father, but he could just be referring to God. Um, let me let me because I know he said let me look o- into he said the only way to the Father is through me. Let me look into the exact thing. There's actually a committee um, of like historians and stuff that that have gone. They've dedicated like their whole careers to researching all of this. People have actually voted on things that 
the, uh, most likely Jesus said. Really? Um, because A, it reflects the written the written records or any kind of records of that. Um, A, for an embarrassment, if it would have embarrassed the church in any way or any of the followers and it still got in the book, then he probably said it. Wow. Um, and then, oh, there's another one. Uh, there's three there's three categories so one's an embarrassment one one is it reflects his the the written stuff and then um yeah there's one more i'm forgetting but i I can i can follow up with you taylor if you're curious um okay the only issue the only issue he was very openly against was divorce and remarriage jesus never ever ever said anything about homosexuality or premarital sex he only said he was not super fond of divorce (laughs) now but you're saying like there's no record of him writing anything down this is just this is so people remembering him saying that this is all so this is all this is what the historians believe again christian and non-christian basically once certain texts got into the christian into the christian church they were updating their own things. They were putting their own stuff in there. What was going on at the time? Maybe they needed to put, add a topic in there to control a situation, sure. whatever was happening. So, yes, Jesus never said anything of, of that sort himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I looked up, I Googled um, every, like, like verse, Bible verses about that mentioned sex before marriage. Yeah. And I got to say, a lot of them are just saying, like, don't be sexually impure, you know, don't, Mm -hmm. don't succumb to sexual immorality. And in a lot of them, I was like, these could kind of be interpreted as like adultery too. Like, I guess they would maybe use that word instead, but I mean, there's a verse, uh, that, uh, I'd have to look it up, but there, there's a verse that I think it was attributed to Jesus. It may be someone else. I'm sorry if I'm, it's early in the morning, you guys. (laughs) And uh, if it said that if um, if you can stay single, like that's the better way to go. But if you can't control your urges, you should get married mm. so that you can have sex. But then like there's other verses that talk about like, you know, in marriage, don't deprive yourselves sexually. Like don't don't mm-hmm. like not have sex with each other unless you're going to like fast and pray. And then you got to come back together and have sex. Like there's, but again, who knows we could be the people who taught me that or me reading that could be misinterpreting it Yeah, because it's all, it's such an old text Yeah, and there's so much contextually that we may not understand even to the meanings of words. Right. That like, it's kind of all up for open. It's all up for interpretation and you kind of just have to decide like, all right, what do I think is like truly they they want you to like you said, what did Jesus really want to reform Judaism and like yeah, you know, change the way people treat each other and whatnot and right. like take down the hypocrisy of what was going on. Right. That's that just feels so much bigger and more important than like, ooh, don't touch each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, don't he, you do it? He, basically he was he was talk he wanted to focus on the spiritual element of the religion and not all the rules and rituals and what has christianity done added a hell of a lot of rules and rituals Mm -hmm. yeah um so like kelsey said it's you got the game of telephone happening uh you have 30 years of distance um you have people telling stories back and forth and you know there's hearsay all that stuff um and then you have the fact that jesus spoke aramaic 
and the the gospel was written in Greek. Oh, I it didn't was know a that. completely different language, you guys. There's all kinds of shit. Just look into this stuff. If you are struggling with your your faith, your religion, any of it, just start to do some digging. Yeah. Yeah. And start reading some some books that are from both sides. Some people who are, you know, religious and people who aren't. A lot of them say the same things. There's no argument that Jesus existed. Nobody is arguing that ever. Mm-hmm. The guy happened yeah um there's just there's just different beliefs on what he was teaching how he was teaching it and like who he thought he was yeah his magical abilities right 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 so i again like i i think he was a very wonderful person um who was trying to do something he cared about and you know left left his family at the age that you were supposed to be getting married and you were supposed to be taking care of your elders and he went off on this this venture yeah um so uh, yeah i'm just you know i'm into jesus i'm just i'm just trying to put it out there that you can you can believe in his teachings as being good and not have to get all this other stuff in involved in in your head right stuff that that he didn't have anything to do with that followed him Mm -hmm. um that's where things get messy people make errors there's you know if anything is in the human hands for too long it gets fucked up right yeah. so. exactly exactly i mean f- as far as like things that i was taught in church that were arguments for abstinence and uh, waiting until marriage uh that weren't necessarily like this is why the bible says it was kind of why they had figured god thought this or like look they right. don't because th- what they taught me in the church i went the churches i went to was like look, if it's in the Bible, there's a reason for it. If it's in the Bible, that's what God wants. And you may not understand it from a critical thinking, logical standpoint, but he's got a reason. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? So, yeah. The, right. you, he's got a reason and you need to trust that. Um, but when they were trying to make it clear to you why, because, you know, when you're talking to high schoolers who are all wanting to have sex, you got to really have some strong arguments. And the argument, besides the there'll be someone who cheats on you thing, that stuck with me was... Um, if you have sex before there's the commitment there, then you'll be, you, you won't have enough of a foundation built. was basically what they said. Mm -hmm. It's like, you won't, it'll warp how you get to know each other. You could Mm -hmm. end up with the wrong person because Mm -hmm. you feel close to them, which makes sense with all the hormone stuff. Yeah. You could get, you could feel close. I've certainly been in a relationship like that where I think the attraction was there and that was what was keeping me with that person. And if that hadn't been there, we would not have been together at all. Although Uh, I, you can argue that the flip flop of that though, you can argue that you get so invested in somebody emotionally and personality wise that by the time you have sex, you maybe realize like, Oh, we actually don't have sexual chemistry, but now I'm kind of in this. Yes. You know, I just watched the um, episode of sex and the city where Charlotte and Trey get married and she like tries to re virginize herself and saves herself for, um, for her marriage. And he like, he he has um, like erectile dysfunction and like they like don't have sexual chemistry and it's just like is not this fairy tale that she had built it up to be in her head and so um yeah i just think that's kind of an interesting angle too yeah yeah Yeah, exactly it just comes down to it's a personal choice for everybody right and a lot of it has to do with your own background Mm -hmm. because you know like you said delaney like you don't have that same connection to everybody you've slept with and for me 
every time I've been intimate with anybody, it was like, okay, you're, you know, the person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And once it's so deeply ingrained in you, once it's like in your bones, it's hard to shake it. And you kind of maybe just need to, if you're sitting there like, oh, I wish I wasn't so invested when I had sex with somebody, but I grew up this way. I'll say for me, I got to a place where I'm like, this is how I am now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't have to be, you know, somebody who has sex more easily. Like, yeah, I'm just not wired that way. And right. yeah, a lot of it is to do with how I was raised. And if I had been raised a different way, I would probably be different, but I'm not. So right. you just have to do what's best for you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just as long as it's your choice mm-hmm. and yeah. not all these other people's yeah you know could you l- l- okay I, I actually recommend the the show have you guys seen the path no with um oh uh, aaron paul yeah i have not God, love no. aaron paul. Mm, love um aaron paul. it's so, so good little. it's a it's i think it's a <laughs> guy um i think it's a really uh it's a great dialogue about religion and if one was basically happening today like if you could imagine that something like christianity was starting when we're all alive yeah what kind of things would be happening all right let's mm. like so this giant group of people is in charge of running things mm. how would we feel like oh there's obviously there's some corruption in there there's probably some arguments happening there's like you know like you gotta just put it back these were just people yeah. these were these were a ton of they were people in charge of these texts adding whatever they wanted yeah. to suit them yeah without the internet i mean how much can yeah. you really rely on <laughs> But yeah. they know. So I, I mean, I just you just put it in that time, you know, just go back all those years and put yourself in that kind of mindset. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. if you are religious and this is important to you and you feel strongly about abstaining until marriage, there's nothing wrong with that either. No. There really isn't. No. It's everyone. Again, that's what we want to get across more than anything. It's a personal choice. Yeah. But people who do feel like they've been set up to an unrealistic bar that they can't reach and they're feeling guilty and terrible about it. That's what we more relate to. And so that's why we're speaking on it a little more. But I also know people who did wait or like mostly waited, you know, (laughs) like the loophole loophole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're happy. They're good. They're glad they did it. They only want to be with one person their whole life. You know, there's a beauty in that too. I think that's very romantic to only want to be with one person for your life. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But it's it's not for everybody and it's not for most people, I would say, just from a yeah, you know, realistic statistic standpoint. Yeah. Because the idea that you are gonna meet your person by the time you're nineteen and then you get married, it happens, but And that it's your person singular, like that that's like the only, you know exactly yeah. there's yeah. so much fun. and what you were saying is like doing you were kind of worried to do some digging because you didn't you didn't know what you were going to find and it was going to mm-hmm. make you question your beliefs so many of the christian historians out there that have studied jesus the more digging they did the more the more beliefs they had in him oh, so it can go either way it's like just because you do some some digging into the origins of your religion or your beliefs does not mean everything's going to crumble mm-hmm. you might find new new things that you really like about the the founder somebody who inspired the religion um and you might find things oh i you know i can kind of let that go but there's a lot of people who became more christian after doing the the, wow. the historical digging because it's like why would we have all these accounts if something didn't happen you know like yeah. there's there's always two two ends you know two sides of the argument but i'm i'm just saying you know make up the make up your own mind yeah 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 
Well, oh, we hope we didn't right. make anyone too mad. Should we do some <laughs> yeah. quick segments yeah. and wrap this up? Yeah, real quick. Um, so uh, I have like a good a good shit, I suppose. I went to the Great American Comedy Festival in Norfolk, Nebraska over the weekend, and it's uh, Johnny Carson's hometown. So uh, that was very cool i mean the town really like he is god to that town and they they have like a johnny carson theater and a johnny carson museum and they like renovated his childhood home and it's a really big thing so this is the 12th annual um great american comedy festival and they they flew um me and a handful of other comics out and we got to go to his childhood home and i got to like be in johnny carson's bedroom like where he like slept as a kid and stuff and it's just like it's a very uh i don't it's just bizarre to be like wow the guy who i mean arguably one of the most famous entertainers in all of history this is like where he grew up and the house he grew up in and uh a quick little highlight was that they got to we got to do this like three-point basketball competition where did you see this doll i think i saw Uh, instagram right yeah yeah where if you made like johnny carson used to shoot from this like specific point in his driveway and if any of the comics could hit three threes in a row they just hand you a hundred dollar bill oh my god and um i did it (laughs) and it felt really cool and um so i just like walked away with like an extra hundred bucks did anyone else get it no Ah. no and i was the only girl (laughs) it made me feel pretty cool i I don't remember if anyone Someone on our JC Karias got it last year, and then this year I was the only one who got it, and uh, yeah, it felt it felt good. I love basketball (laughs) so much; it made me happy. So um, I think the guy running it definitely like underestimated me. You know, like you look at me, I'm just this like short girl or or whatever, and he didn't know. I was like, I used to be like my basketball team's three point contest representative and stuff. He's like, you can like take a couple steps closer if you want. I was like, okay, (laughs) and just like drained three threes and made a hundred bucks, and that was that would felt pretty cool. So <laughs> I got to do that and then perform for um, 1,200 people in this beautiful theater. And it was just an awesome experience. So that's, that's my cool. good shit. I had fun doing that. That's, that's a great. very good shit. Yeah. Um, I have a good man button. Uh, I got <laughs> good news this week that I can't talk about yet, but I did get good news this week. <laughs> Yay. And uh, I, Kyle and I, I found it in the afternoon and I had shows at night and Kyle had a show that he was running. And when I got home at like 1230 at night, he had gone to Vaughn's and gotten all these like huge balloons that he had to blow up himself oh Oh, shut up and like got like flowers and fruit because we're doing whole 30 and uh it was very very sweet uh to come home to i like audibly gasped oh my there's like snacks balloons flowers candles lit i mean those are house candles but he did he lit them yeah that is so so cool i can't wait for you to post that on instagram like that's gonna be perfect as all the good man button for thinking oh this would be a good instagram picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean when whenever it's that i think whenever it's happening okay i can do it oh, i'm very excited for that i know yeah. can't <laughs> wait a while but can't wait to shout it from the top of mountains oh man um i don't i guess i have i have some good shits um i don't think i ever, ever brought this up but there was um as far as dicks by delaney um there was a point where you know it it was growing and i kind of had to decide a certain direction i wanted to take it and it was either going to be the uh the kind of lower budget um maybe i don't know 
what do you call like more affordable type of product Mm -hmm. um or the kind of more upscale handmade product and i decided to just apply my minimalist beliefs to my business and it's been working out great so i there was a point where i'm like oh my god i need to i need to research i need to get equipment in here so i can pump a bunch out a day and and uh, make them like screen printed so i can uh, sell them for, you know, basically what a target mug would cost, maybe a little bit more, you know? And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I really, I'm enjoying keeping it as like this custom art niche, hand painted, handmade product that is time consuming. But, um, yeah, I, I, that was more kind of for me, I guess. Yeah. And so it's been great. So if I, if anybody has questions about like how to apply that to their own business, I, I feel like I've been helping people do that recently too. Like it doesn't have to be stressful and hard and crazy. And like as a minimalist thinking about, um, I, I it, there was a disconnect there. Like, I don't, I don't want to be pushing a lot of product. Like I don't yeah. want to be, that doesn't sound like something that I would enjoy. So that was kind of an update. Cause I remember we had Kathy Heller on and I was telling her like, Oh, I'm going to start researching how I can like pump a bunch out a day oh, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I went completely opposite Whoa. direction. Yeah. So that's what, if you've seen Dick Spidelani recently, you may have seen that reflected. So I just kind of wanted to update you guys with that, that, uh, it doesn't always have to be, you know, quantity. Uh, it can be yeah. quality. Yeah. And then awesome. uh, I just want to give, I'm going to start using my good shit moments to shout out, um, uh, a client of mine that I have worked with, um, you know, oh, whether it's I love that. once or I several love times that. or they're my monthly. And so I want to give a shout out to, uh, the first shout out to Nicole, who is a coach for performers. She sold out her coaching sessions in under two hours recently with a wait list. So Shut shout up. out to Amazing. Nicole for that. You can follow her at life underscore coach underscore baker i see you killing it girl uh, and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to shout one of you guys out every every episode now just to spread some love that's awesome so go follow her if you're curious about her her services very very cool um all right you want to plug some dates yeah i uh this is taylor i am at levity live in west nyack new york the 27th through the 30th uh, oh, excuse me, the 28th through the 30th, not the 27th. We had to uh, move that. And then I'll be in New York uh, the 1st through the 4th um, doing spots. So just keep an eye on my Instagram and see what's going on there. And then uh, I will be at the Comedy Palace in San Diego, July 12th and 13th. Um, that's and where I met you for the first time. That is where you met me for the first time. <laughs> so drunk. And uh, <laughs> then I'll be... <laughs> I'll be at the Des Moines Funny Bone uh, the 18th through the 20th of July. And if you're in Dublin by any chance, I'm at the I, I'm in the Ivy Garden Comedy Festival the 25th through the 27th. Amazing. Um, I've got some local shows here uh, in LA the next couple weeks as I'm getting ready for the wedding. So uh, go to KelseyCook.com if you live in LA and want to see any of those. Uh, I'm going to be headlining the American Comedy Company Club uh, in San Diego, July 25th through the 27th. That's such an awesome place. So definitely come out to that. And um, again, more road gigs in August, September. So just go to KelseyCook.com for those. Yay. And hit me up at DelaneyFisher at gmail.com if you're interested in uh, some creative consulting information. So if you're a creative or an artist 
wanting to make some money off of your work, um, I'm confident I can help you do that or at least lay the groundwork for you to do that. So hell yeah, hit me up. Sweet. Uh, and also, as always, please make sure that you're subscribed to Self Helpless on iTunes. Give it a five star rating and review and uh, just spread the word. Let somebody yeah. you know in your life uh, that that you love this show and we just want to keep growing it as always. So thank you guys for everything you do for us. Thank love you. you. Love you. Keep love posting that. pictures on uh, Instagram as well. I think that's a really great way that people are finding yeah. out about self help. Absolutely. When you- people are spreading the word about the the tour. There. Yes. So again, we're going to go to the top five cities with the most listeners, and we can we can see those stats um, because of the podcast. So if you want us to come to your city in 2020 for a live show, yeah, make, you can make it happen. Yeah. You can actually do it. Yes, yeah. yes. Please keep spreading the word. Uh, all right, you guys, we love you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things Self Helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there. Information about our Facebook group and how to join. All the episodes you can listen to are on there. A little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there. And our contact information, email, and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and DelaneyFisher.com, where you can watch my docu-comedy special, Love at First Cousin, for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We yeah. love you guys. So much. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help? Oh.